We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is May 11th, 2019, and if you're listening or watching this, you're listening and watching this on the Marston Brothers podcast. What's going on, my man? How are you doing? Man, I cannot complain. It's been a while. It's been a while. I haven't been able to make a podcast in a couple of episodes. I'm really glad to be here. Uh, shout out to all my moms out there. It's the 11th, but it's 9.30, so we're a couple of hours away from Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Happy Mother's Day, Mom and Ty. <laughs> For those of you who aren't watching the video, Christopher is winking, making sure that he gets some points. Well, man, so since you have, have you been able to catch some of the episodes since the last time you spoke? What's going on? How, how do we do? What are you thinking? Man, um, just tons of work, um, tons of hanging out with family. I'm on the countdown. I'm done with residency in 50 days, but who's counting? Man. 50 days left. How about you? What's been going on with you? Well, the question that I was saying was more towards how are Marvin and I doing and how have some of the pod, past podcasts gone? Any critiques? Uh, what are you thinking? <laughs> but I'll take that too. That's funny. You literally cut out as soon as you asked me that question. Um, podcast is doing great. We're definitely growing. It's definitely interesting to see how far along we've come from the first episode. We kind of found the the flow, the swing of things, kind of our order, exactly what we're doing. And it seems a little bit more natural, but I guess that just comes with practice. So I like it. I like where we're going. All right. Let me rephrase it's the question. It's going to be interesting, though, <laughs> to see where we go as far as taking guests on. All right, let me rephrase the question. How did you like Marvin's podcast when he was on the Maldives? Did you get to catch that episode yet? Oh, my gosh. I'm very, very jealous. I definitely think it's going to be my turn soon to do a podcast from a destination. But first, Marcel and Brother podcast has to fly me out somewhere. Golly, man. Yeah, he definitely seemed like he enjoyed that one. And then, no, that's good. So what's going on with my neck of the woods? So we're getting ready for Mother's Day. Are you going to be able to come out to Mother's Day tomorrow? Or are you going to be? No. Okay. No. All right. So to, but not going to be able to. Still going to be the working and stuff like that. Gotcha. So I have a new tradition. I don't know if it's new, but I think it was the last two Mother's Days. But this might be Mother's Day number two officially with the setup that we have is we try to do breakfast and brunch for the moms in the group. So we try to have people over. We do it old style, diner style, where we got the griddle, we get a bunch of food, we take orders hot, whatever the mothers want, we take care of them, we do the dishes. So we try to have a good time over at the house. And then after that, then we make sure we pamper our moms and you know, last last year was pretty good, so I'm hoping that we yeah, got a, another good turnout. Nice. It was very nice. Trying to see what else is going on. Yeah, Philly has been doing swimming lessons lately. She's getting 
better oh, after swimming lessons. She's getting awesome. yeah, she's Where getting she doing it at? water. We're doing it at a place called Goldfish, which is right free next to out. yeah, free shout out. So it's pretty much next to Pepper Lakes Mall. And it's convenient because we do our morning routine where I work up in the morning, work out, then I pick Ophelia up, then we go swimming, and then after that, do grocery shopping. And by the time I come home with her after grocery shopping, it's around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So it gives Leah some time to sleep in. So that's the routine that we've been doing so far. And so far, so good. Can't complain. It's a weekend Saturday thing, it sounds like. Yeah, we just do it every Saturday. It's, it's pretty affordable, and she's feeling more comfortable with the water, so that's the most important thing. This is 100%. probably about a month. I would say a month, yeah. 100%. I feel like, especially, well, we live in Florida. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, I think every child should do some sort of safety, uh, survival, swimming lessons class. I think I'm pretty sure the number's still the same since I was in medical school. I don't remember exactly, but the number one death for children is drowning. Was drowning at least when I was in medical school. I believe it's still the same. If it's not number one, it's top five for sure. So uh, everyone's got a pool. Kids are like ninjas. They can sneak in and out of the house, and you would never know. And I would hate for them to sneak out of the house, fall into the pool, and just have some bad stuff happen. So... It's not saying to replace or take away watching the kids around the pool, but it's just a nice feeling to know that if something were to happen, that they have some sort of survival skills, they could get to the edge of the water, call for help, whatever they need to do. Yeah, and I remember seeing a text from the family group. Your son is going to be the next Michael Phelps. Man, he's just doing the moves when he's in the water. He's going in, he's turning around on command, doing backstroke, turning around on command, front stroke, swimming like he's a fish. Definitely. I hope so. If he is, that means he's got about <laughs> 14 more years and then I'm retiring. So get at it. Get after it. I would love it. Uh, it's definitely fun to watch him swim. I enjoy it. And that's something that I wouldn't mind him pursuing if he was interested in it. We're not going to force anything. Um, just give him the tools and let him decide what he wants to pursue longer or not. But I would definitely love to see him do some swimming. Good stuff. Anything else going on before we start with our current events of, I guess, the last couple of weeks? I would say the major thing is the countdown, the final countdown. I never thought it would come. It's here, almost there. Yeah, I actually looked on Facebook a couple of days ago, and a couple of days ago there was a picture of us at your EIU graduation eight oh, years man. ago. So eight years from finishing. That's crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. That almost seems like a lifetime ago, but not really, right? Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Just to see you in the blue from EIU, and in about fifty days, you're going to be finishing up and finishing your residency. That's got to be a really good feeling, and you're pretty much set to go. So, I'm looking forward to those fifty days as well, man. Oh yeah, but gotta stay, gotta stay focused. Gotta stay focused. All right, let's do the current events. You want to start off with the current event first? Um, this current event, I stole from the third and missing Marcelin brother, Marvin. That's um, what you get when you're on the podcast. You get your story stolen, Marvin. Hope you're doing well. I mean, if anything, that's a shout-out and an homage to how great he picks these articles. I mean, I saw his article, and I was shocked. I was very impressed, and I'm very curious to see how this goes along. It almost seems like make-believe. So basically, the article is futuristic, but I like these types of things. New technology, um, 
moving on, trying to solve a problem that we have in the world. So basically, the title of this is, the article is, People May One Day Live on the Top of the Ocean in This Floating City-Like. Take a look. So basically, a short synopsis of this article is saying that, oh, yep, there's the picture. I'm trying to show the picture. It's probably not going to focus, but you kind of get the point, America, MVPers. All right, take on the story. Basically, it's a bunch of floating disks that are tethered to the bottom of the ocean a mile away of a major coastal city, and it's kind of arranged around a central kind of central area that everyone would be using. And the idea is that this island or this network chain of islands will be completely self-sufficient. You'll have your own jobs. You'll have your own living quarters. You'll have your own grocery stores, anything you could think of. They should be producing their own energy and power. They have their own waste management system. And the highlight is basically that everything is using renewable energy sources. Everything is self-sufficient. They have their own areas for crops, vegetation. The only thing I didn't see was livestock. I'm assuming they're going to have to import in beef and all that stuff. Because I didn't see an area for livestock. But they did have their own area for vegetation, growing um, fresh produce for the island. And it's a very neat idea. So I guess they're kind of... So the pros and cons are, one... It's a new idea. Whenever there's a new idea, it's going to be tough to get people out there. I have the solution and fix for that. It may not be real. It may not be reasonable. But my solution would be for the first trial run of the city, all inhabitants live for free. If they give people free housing, maybe you got to work for your food. But at least the free housing that should spark the rush to get people to fill these things up. And I do believe this could be a way of the future because a lot of people are saying, oh, you know what, you can't make more land. Land is a finite resource. Everybody's fighting to live on the coast. Guess what? They're solving one of these problems. They're trying to make, in essence, more land. Um, they kind of go along with the idea that the ocean is covering the majority of the earth. Uh, for the new kind of naysayers towards the beginning they're only a mile off the coast of a major city so you can still see the skyline you still feel comfortable you're not thinking that you're just floating in the middle of the ocean kind of cut off from society i think this could really work it looks really cool also i do believe that you'd work there no cars and no high-rises so it definitely sounds like something that could definitely solve the problem of not enough housing or natural resources available for people. So it sounds cool. It's definitely something I'd like to follow. We'll see what happens in 20 years. What's, what do you think is going to happen when there's hurricanes? So what this thing says is that it's natural... Um, Natural event proof, I guess. I don't see how it could be fireproof. That's what I actually worry about more would be a fire than a hurricane. The hurricane makes sense if everything has impact resistant windows. That's one. Uh, major, another issue that you worry about hurricanes is flooding. But if this is tethered to the ocean floor, it's going to rise and fall with the current. So I see it as what does a cruise ship do in a hurricane? 
they go up and down with the waves. So we'll see if maybe the worry would be tsunami-like waves or these big seven, eight-foot waves. Kind of, I think there was a story maybe a month or two ago where one of these large storms was throwing around a cruise ship and they had to evac people off the cruise ship. That's the only thing I could think of as far as hurricane is if there was just unnatural waves that kind of threw one of these platforms around. But it sounds reasonable that it sways with the wind, so it shouldn't be worried about the wind damage. And I do worry about fires, though. It sounds like they're close enough to where if there's a fire breaks out, it kind of wipes everything out. Yeah, when we're looking at this article here, it says here, floating cities are not affected by rising sea levels. They are buoyant and rise with the water. They are therefore floodproof. And then they said that some potential areas that they're looking for candidates for these cities would be near Hong Kong, near Shanghai, near Singapore, and near San Francisco. So that's pretty interesting. And I guess the floating city will be a part of its host city and have its own based on that. And then I'm looking at prices. They're saying here that... See, there has been pushback on the idea of floating cities, which could be expensive to build, which compares Oceanics, which is the name of this, you know, supposed floating city, to a planned floating city project that would cost approximately $176 million for 300 full-time residents, where the Oceanics would have 10,000 people. Transporting people, goods, and waste to and from the shore is another high-cost engineering.com points out. But it says here that... Floating cities will be cheaper than living in major cities because of the underlying cost of land. And that water is virtually free. Well, I guess if it's everywhere, it's free. Uh, but I, I do agree with when there's a natural, when there's a resource or something people want, someone's going to find some way to claim it and sell it. So I don't, I don't buy that it's going to end up being cheaper free. Someone's going to try to claim the square footage of the ocean off the coast of San Francisco or something like that. And somehow someone's going to have to buy it from somebody. So eventually it'll be monetized if this idea does take off. And I think that's what you said too. It's if there's only so much land and we, what the world is, what three quarters water, something like that, 70% water. So, I mean, it's definitely going to expand what's going on. So you've got that going on. And then you also have people talking about, Trying to get normal people to go on the moon, so I think people uh, are just trying to. <laughs> Why'd you say I like that? I think living on the oceans may way more realistic than living on the moon or living colonizing in space and all that stuff. I didn't say it wasn't realistic. I'm just saying these are things that people are thinking in the future. They're trying to expand just what is seen to be normal. Yeah, but it's definitely an interesting idea. We'll see who wins first, space or water. But, I mean, they also compared it to a cruise ship. They said, mm-hmm. how is this different than a cruise ship? People have no problem getting on cruise ships for a month at a time, floating around, enjoying their life. This is basically a permanent cruise ship that just doesn't visit other ports. I mean, that's a good point, too. And, again, that's my goal. Is as soon as I retire, I'm taking an around-the-world cruise. It'll be 180 days. So, who knows? Maybe by then I'll be able to get one of these overwater bungalows somewhere, too. And then for the other 180 days, so I'll spend a full year at the water. No, I don't challenge yourself. Push yourself. I think you could do it before you retire. Hit fire early. I think you could definitely do this. 
Oh, once I retired. Oh, you heard it here. Hashtag first. Hashtag nine years I'm giving you. I think you could do it. No, I mean, I, I'm working. And then once I retire, I'm trying to retire early. And then once I retire, it's it. I'm giving myself 20 years. We'll see how it goes. Once that hits, then I'm done. Once Ophelia goes to college, and then if we ever have a baby number two, once they hit college, we are done with working. All right. You heard it first here. All right. Uh, tell me about your article. What did you look up, and what are we talking about with you? I went back and forth because there's lots of topics that have gone on since the last time we've had a current event article, but this one is a more recent article that happened yesterday. So the name of the story is Pizzeria Employee Returns $424,000 Check Mistakenly Left Behind by Customer Who Didn't Leave a Tip. So this is an article from People.com, and it is written by a wonderful columnist named Helen Murphy. Nearly half a million dollar check was the customer's down payment on her home. Now, that's some um, serious dough. So they try to do a play on words with dough being at yeah, a pizza place. See what they did there. <laughs> that's what a waiter at Patsy's Pizzeria in New York City must have thought when he found a cashier's check for $424,000 left behind at a table he had oh. waited on earlier that day. The check belonged to Karen Vinacor, according to the Daily News of New York. Vinacor didn't leave a tip on the table when she left the restaurant, but the check was accidentally left in a folded envelope that the waiter Armando Marcage found when he was cleaning off the table on Saturday. When Marcage found the check, he gave it to the owner of the restaurant for safekeeping. Normally, we put things left behind in the lost and found box in the back, he told the Daily News, but I wasn't going to do that with almost half a million dollars. Meanwhile, Vinacor didn't realize she was missing the check until Sunday night. She had stopped by Patsy's with her daughter the previous day after looking at a condo she wanted to buy, and the check she left behind was her down payment on the home. We pulled out our papers to go through all the financials again, Vinacor told the Daily News. I had no idea we left it behind. Upon realizing she had lost it, Vinacor went to the bank and asked them to void the check, what she thought would be a simple process. However, because the check was a cashier's check, yeah, the yeah. bank told her that they would have to wait at least three months before canceling it. My world just collapsed, she told the outlet. Eventually, the owner of the pizzeria called the Daily News for help, and the publication tracked down Vinicor. I can't believe it. I'm so relieved. You have no idea. I'm jumping in the cab. I'll be, right, I'll be there right away, Vinicor said when the Daily News called her from Patsy's. Once the restaurant and reunited with... Once at the restaurant reunited with her money, Vinicor even apologized to Marcage for not tipping him, explaining that she and her daughter were miffed at his response when they asked why there weren't many photos of women on the walls of the restaurant. Maybe women don't eat a lot of pizza, Vinicor remembered him saying. There'll be at least one more photo of a woman on the walls of Patsy's from now on, though. We are going to take a picture here with you, the pizzeria owner said during the joyful reunion, and I'm going to put that one on the wall, too. Oh, so, man. that is what a story. So, what a kind hearted waiter. That's crazy. So, I, I read different versions of the article, and from another version of the article, it looks like the student was working and trying to get into med school. And I don't remember what the, what the other stories were, but I mean, what do you think about a story like that? I mean, this is a cashier's check left behind 
the person didn't leave the tip. As soon as he cleans up the table, he sees that check. What are you thinking? What goes through your mind? If you are Armando, what are you doing? What are you thinking? I mean, what do you do with something? That's just a crazy, great, kind-hearted person. That Armando could have easily cashed the check and Easily. 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 That's a cashier's check. That's why scam artists always ask for a cashier's check because it's untraceable. You can just cash it. It's cash. It's pretty much cash. There's no withdrawing it from someone else's account and it has to transfer over. It's already in a separate account. That's pretty much cash. He found a briefcase full of cash and returned it is what it comes down to. On top of the person stiffed him and didn't leave a tip. That's wow. It's like four hundred many people like that these days. Four hundred twenty-four thousand dollars in an envelope. No way anybody would know yeah, where it is. It's untraceable. I mean, they even the lady was trying to look all these places, couldn't even figure out where it was. The fact that the guy Armando went through the lengths of contacting the New York Daily News to try to find this person. You hear so many stories about people being bad, so many people being not kind-hearted. And when you hear a story like this, it just makes you realize that humans aren't as bad after all. I mean, there is a opportunity for good to be done in this world. But, gosh, $424,000? Like, I, I'm very curious what the lady did after she got the check. Exactly. Exactly. I mean... Wow, she didn't even tip him to add insult to injury. That's like I I don't know. I mean, again, this guy is trying to get in med school. I, I mean, what do you like? If you were that person who lost a check and then you got it back from an individual, what would you do? I don't know. I would definitely try to go out of my way to do something, some sort of act or gesture to return the favor. Um, write whatever school he's applying to, uh, tell him the story, see if that could help get him accepted based off the character, give a personal testament to say that this is the characteristics of an amazing future doctor. Not everything's monetary, so that would probably go a lot farther than medicine if she somehow influenced admissions committees just based off of telling a story, writing a letter of recommendation, something influence and help him get into medical school that could definitely be life changing of course she could also see um, volunteer to take care of a semester's check of the school I mean like that. gosh like if, if that check was just lying around what would I do ah, I mean I would feel guilty you know keeping it like for some for money that big that much like, I would just feel very, very bad trying to cash it. I mean, I feel like I would try to go through lengths to try to figure things out, try to figure out who the person was and try to verify that it is that person. Because when you got $500,000, I mean, that is, I mean, most people will never see that figure ever. And to have that on a piece of paper, I mean, that means whoever had that was really trying to do something big. And again, when we're reading this story, it looks like this person had that cashier's check because it was supposed to be a down payment for a house. That's also interesting. Wow. 
a down payment on a house? Okay. Well, this is New York, so I know that real estate in New York City is a lot, but jeez. I just don't... I don't know if I would ever... I mean, I'd like to think I would never leave $500,000 away. I mean, the closest thing that I had of value that I was nervous about was, one, when Lee and I got married and I had the wedding ring and the engagement ring, I was, I kept on touching my, <laughs> I kept on looking at the bag and where I put it just to make sure it was there. So I looked at it multiple times, touched it multiple times just before, you know, I proposed to her wedding ring. You know, I, I definitely wanted to make sure that I, you know, kept on touching it to make sure that I had it. And then I remember when I, Lee and I had the down payment to the house, but I, you know, I had that check really really close to the vest because again <laughs> you lose that check i mean that's that's a lot of money so golly five hundred thousand dollars and all of a sudden you just lose it and you don't even realize you lose it like it says here that they went on saturday and the lady didn't even realize she didn't have it until sunday night yeah that's over it's about 24 hours it's over 24 hours I don't know, man. But no, I, I, I'm really, really happy for this person. I mean, I hope again, this is good karma for this individual. But I can't believe it. Also, it just lets you know that she definitely could have afforded to tip the the waiter. Yeah. At that point, if you leave a five hundred thousand dollars check behind, uh, pizza at most is what twenty thirty bucks. Twenty percent of thirty six dollars. You're not asking for much. Yeah. I think even if someone... That that was a, a lame excuse. There weren't a lot of women on the wall, so not to leave you six bucks. Like, there's a difference between going from 20 to 18% and flat out zero. Flat out zero, there's very few things these days a waiter can do to get a zero dollar tip. Come on. This isn't like um, when you're at the cashier at Cold Stone. And they kind of try to ask for a tip. It's like, well, do you really tip the cashier at Cold Stone? Sometimes if you're in a good mood. But like at a waiter, sit down restaurant, you're tipping every time. With the bad servers, sure, the tip could go down. But zero is making a statement. And a comment saying maybe women don't eat a lot of pizza, that's harsh. That's rough. I don't think that deserves a zero dollar tip. I mean, and, and the guy, it's not like he's the owner. He was the waiter and they asked Waiter, a question. I mean, the waiter doesn't know the reason why there aren't pictures that are on the wall. I mean, ask the owner. The waiter, they asked him a question. I mean, he answered. It wasn't like he was trying to be sexist or anything like that. And you yeah. don't tip him any money when he's not the one that's responsible for putting photos on the wall. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely an interesting story. Yeah. I mean, so, all right. So. Looking at the time, you know, it's almost 10 o'clock. I know you're doing your overnight shift. So what are some things you want to leave with the audience before <laughs> we wrap up? And then what we, well, before we do that, what do you got going on for the rest of the week? Again, tomorrow's Mother's Day, but what's going on on the docket for the next week of May for you? So just like I said, it's literally studying, keeping my head down, going to work 
getting uh, quality time with the family and just trying to pass. I have one more board exam coming up. So all my time is either going to be working, studying, or hanging out with family, trying to get this last board exam in the books. I feel like you get a board exam every six months. That's what I feel like. It's just like, haven't we been here before? Been there, done that. But I guess it's a never-ending thing. I mean, I guess... I mean, I guess I feel better with the fact that you guys have all these tests and all these trainings because if you're putting me under, I want to make sure that you know how to take me out but or put me back over once I'm done with the anesthesia. So I guess, all right, I'm happy that you go through these exams, <laughs> but geez. Yeah, man. Yeah. How about yourself? What's going on this next week? All right, so for me, you know, again, we want to start off Mother's Day really, really well. Mom is, you know where mom is, right? Mom is yeah, pretty yeah. much living, living like she's large. I mean, she's living like she is retired. Yeah, yeah almost there. They're on a river cruise in, I don't remember exactly where, Amsterdam, Europe, one of those places. Yeah, so she's living it up. She'll be enjoying Mother's Day over there. So we'll have to do something for mom when she gets back. But yeah, for me, more housework. This is housework weekend. Okay. Last weekend, we actually, oh, I forgot to say this. So last weekend, we checked out the Aaron C. show. So I figured that was perfect for Ophelia because Ophelia loves airplanes. This is the new thing. Like she was into butterflies before, but now she loves airplanes. She loves the water. So going to the Aaron C. show, that's the best of both worlds. She gets the water and she gets to see the airplanes. So that's that really was cool. a good move. And then went to the in-laws house on Sunday after that for Cinco de Mayo. So that was what we had going on last week. And this week, it's again, we're trying to have a celebration here for Mother's Day. And then after that, um, probably have to do more yard work. I got a letter from my HOA about weeds in the driveway. So <laughs> oh, I had to take care of the weeds in the driveway. And then after that, then I'll probably be mowing the lawn. So we'll see how things go from there. But yeah, it'll be another grind, another week. Just trying to get through it. Just trying to make sure that I learn as much as I can and do as much as I can. Sounds like a full week ahead of us. All right. So what are we going to leave the audience? Um, Be open. Be ready for future innovations. For me, I think what I would take away from this pizzeria story is, one, there are good people in the world just when you think that The world is full of scumbags and creeps and bad people. Being able to hear a story like this makes you have more faith in humanity. And two, is just leave a nice tip for your people <laughs> who are serving you, man. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, these these individuals, they're relying on these tips for their livelihood because their alley rage isn't it's actually less of an hourly rage because they're expecting people to give them tips. So make sure you're nice to the people who serve you because, again, there may be a $424,000 check that you forget somewhere. And if you're acting like a jerk, they may not give you the check back. Yeah, yeah. You never know who's looking out for you or anything. All right, my man. Well, I'm going to let you get out of here. It is 9.50. You are... Starting off, or I guess you're, yeah, you're starting off your shift. You'll be doing it all night. How many of those do you do a week? I feel like you do them every week. Like, I'm on, like, right now, the rotation I'm on is every fourth day I do overnight call. Every fourth, does every fourth day end up being on a Thursday then? (laughs) 
I don't even know. Today's today's Saturday. No, today's Saturday, but normally when we do our filming on Thursdays. Oh. Well, this rotation, the other rotation, don't even get me started. It's just, I just take it one day at a time. Hence why I'm counting down these 50 days. I will not be doing this after these 50 days. Or if you will be doing it, you'll be nicely compensated for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then, my man. Well, thank you again, MB Peers. Thank you so much for all the support and the love that you've been able to give to the MVP podcast. We definitely appreciate everything that you've done. Looking at some of the different likes and some of the things that you're leaving really gives us the motivation to keep on doing what we're doing. So I definitely appreciate doing that. Again, if you want to subscribe, please look us up on Marcel Brothers podcast. You know, we definitely love to have you. We've got 38 ratings of 5.0 out of 5. So that is awesome. Keep up the good work. So I'm definitely loving this. And if you want to be able to contact us, you can email us at marcelandbrothers at gmail.com. One of these days, I want to start doing, you know, ask the MVP. So I really need some questions that you want us to be able to answer. So I'd love to have one of these next upcoming episodes. Or if you've got any questions on anything, you can also leave the questions on you know the locations of where you're leaving the review but definitely look at marston brothers pod or marston brothers at gmail.com and feel free to say hello one of these days maybe we'll do a shout out for your question all right oh yeah all right if there is nothing else it's 9 52 thank you again we will talk later have a good shift mbp we'll see you next time have a good one Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life.